The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community, host of All Things Testosterone. Today, we're talking with some supportive wives. We've got a a number of wives in the TRT Community Facebook group that have really led the charge when it comes to their husband's um, health, you know, both physical and, and mental health, and they've taken the reins and they've really um, done the done the work for them and and they're women that you know um we really respect and we we really value and appreciate them and so we wanted to take some time today to kind of chat with them figure out um what they've done why they did it how they did it you know a little bit of before and after how their husbands were before TRT how they are now so we're really diving into their stories today uh before that I wanted to touch on a few things if you're looking for the most powerful CBD gummy check out clearlycona.com use promo code trt for 20 percent off um, if you're looking for hcg revive rx as hcg tell them trt community or all things testosterone sent you for a discount there and also we've got some new clinics that are going to be rolling out this week on the uh, trt clinic finder tool at uh, testosteronepodcast.com that's it for announcements let's get right into this episode um, as always, email me, Brandon, at trtcommunity.com if you've got questions, comments, concerns. Really, I guess all three of us were really impressed by um, the way that you two have led the charge for your husbands and know myself that, you know, eight or 10 years ago, I wasn't capable of figuring all this out on my own. So we wanted to thank you, express um, how impressed we are with y'all and then just kind of hear a little bit about y'all stories and how things were before and how things are now and the types of stuff that y'all have gone through to get to where your husbands are now. If that well, thank you for sense. having us. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. <clears throat> Kelsey can start by all means. Okay. <laughs> <Here> first. <laughs> okay. Um, when uh, when I first met my husband, it was like three years ago, and he weighed about 300 pounds. He was exhausted all the time, um, joint pain really bad and stuff. And um, we spent like a year and a half doing doctor's appointments trying to find out what could be wrong. And um, I swore it was thyroid, and I was always fighting the doctors on things, and no one would you know tell us what could be wrong. And finally, someone said testosterone. And so we had his testosterone checked and his level was 150. So um, we started with a local endocrinologist and um, it was horrible. They wanted to do just hundred milligrams once a week, which I know can be helpful for some people, but it wasn't helpful for Kevin at all. And um, they went and raised it. They said his blood work was good, so he should be fine. And where was he, where was he testing once he started that protocol? Where was he testing? 
So like he went from 150 to like oh he went to like six or? it was like 600 and they okay. said he should be feeling just fine at 600 sure but he was still tired all the time joint pain they wanted him to do um like an MRI I think it was um but all of his other blood work showed things were normal and from my research it seemed like we shouldn't have to spend two thousand dollars on an MRI that they should just um, be trying to work with us more and listen to his symptoms instead of just, you know, telling us to do expensive testing that we probably didn't need. Sure. So uh, I researched on your guys' Facebook group and um, uh, came across matrix hormones, which now I tell everyone in the Facebook group about. <laughs> Ken is great, <laughs> um, didn't he? Yeah. And so I actually emailed Ken and um, acted like I was Kevin because Kevin didn't want to have to switch doctors. He was like, whatever, we have a doctor, we'll stay with them. And I'm like, well, your doctor's not treating you very good. And so I emailed Ken and then I told Kevin, I'm like, Hey, I emailed this doctor. He's going to be getting a hold of you. So he's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, it took only like two weeks of, from the first email to, um, appointments with him on the phone and he got the medicine in the mail and started with the protocol with him. So when he's had to change it up some, and we're still trying to get him dialed in, but he's a lot better now that he's going telemed than when he was with the local endocrinologist. Is this, how much has this protocol changed since switching to matrix? Um, with the endocrinologist, it was a hundred milligrams once a week, but we were doing it twice a week because we read in the Facebook group, that would be better. Um, but then Ken put him on 150 milligrams four times, split it four times a week. And then, um, he, uh, raised him up to 200 milligrams like a month ago. So we haven't done blood work since that time. How is Kevin now? Is he fatigued? Does he have energy? I mean, he's still tired, but he's taking B12 injections that uh, Ken prescribes that. Um, We don't get adequate sleep because we have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And so we're always, you know, running around trying to take care of them and we don't get enough rest. So I'm sure that's part of it. But he does have a lot more energy than he used to. Um, Once he got on testosterone, even when he was with the endocrinologist and he wasn't really seeing much um, success with anything, he just became really motivated. And so he wanted to do better, wanted to get healthy at that point. So then um, we bought like a special scale to track his weight, um, a food scale, started using my fitness pal app and um, uh, counting calories, weighing out food and stuff, which seemed really overwhelming at the time, but now it's just part of our daily stuff that we do. Um, and then we just walk a few times a week and lift weights in our basement a few times a week. And he's lost 56 pounds now. That's and amazing. Yeah, Very that's good. from May. That's awesome. So in like six months, he's lost 56 pounds. So he's hoping to lose like another mm-hmm. 20 pounds and keep building muscle. So he feels a lot better. Um, but he had uh, some problems with his estrogen being high and Ken had prescribed an AI for that but he only took four capsules over two weeks time and he had severe joint pain. So we quit that. Um, and, uh, we need to retest his blood work and check that out, but he has them on different supplements. Cause I was like, can we just go more natural doing supplements instead of the AI? So we're hoping that's going to work. Interesting. He's taking, is he taking HCG in addition to testosterone? No, No, he does testosterone, uh, B12, 
just like a month ago, we got him on Cialis and then um, he does a few different vitamins also that are supposed to help keep estrogen down. And um, he also had um, high prolactin in the beginning and he had put him on B6 for that. And within six or eight weeks, his prolactin was normal after starting the B6 for that. So what, awesome. what caused you or what prompted you to kind of take the reins and, and do the, the research for him? Well, I just like researching health things. Um, I've got two kids and I've always been the one that's into natural parenting. And so I am on a ton of Facebook groups, always reading studies about things. So um, uh, Kevin, he was in the Marines before I knew him. He was uh, a military guy. And after he got out, he never went back to the doctor because he didn't want to mess with the VA. And so then he just didn't take care of himself. So then when I met him, he was unhealthy and feeling bad. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to whip you into shape. You're going to feel better. And it took a couple of years, but finally we're getting there. Awesome. Kind of dividends has, has the, the last couple of months, like, what does that look like just uh, in your marriage? Like, and not necessarily from a physical perspective, because I think that kind of goes hand in hand with men getting on testosterone, but like, just from like the actual relationship, like I know from my, like in my marriage, I'd get to the weekend and I just did not have the energy to like go do Costco runs and go out to the mall and go do this and go do that. And it was just, it sucked the life out of my wife. And so now it's like, we don't, we don't dread getting to the weekend. It's like, Oh, we can actually go do stuff. So like, what does that look like in in y'all's marriage? Um, Our marriage is a lot better, but also before he got on testosterone, um, he was working a job where he was working like 12 to 16 hour days. He was never home and we had a brand new baby. He started the job like a week after our son was born. And so I was almost like a single parent at that point for a year. And so, and I think that high stress, the job, he probably had low T to begin with. And then all that stress and no sleep just made it way worse. Um, And also Dr. Kim said, possibly uh, being in the Marines and the stress of that. And he mentioned um, all the tons of vaccines that they got could have contributed also. Um, So after he quit that job, got a new job, things were a lot better. And then when he got on testosterone, things got way better. Um, He just seems happier. He plays with the kids. He has, since he's losing weight and stuff, and he's got energy, he plays tag. He'll run around the yard for an hour with the kids. Um, he helps around the house more. He does like most of the cooking, if not all the cooking. And, um, he's just really happy and loving. He was always loving before, but he just seems happier and everything's easier now. Just kind of found a second gear to kind of kick his life into. Yeah. And before he would be tired and wouldn't want to do anything. And just, um, the thought of exercising, it, it was maybe once, a month we would try to do some type of exercising and that would just be like walking around the neighborhood. I mean, we didn't do very much at all, but now when we lift weights in our basement, like we have a whole bench press set up and plates and dumbbells and all kinds of stuff. So we do that a few nights a week and we're walking almost every day. And so he's really, really active now. That's awesome. I relate to that so much, just like hearing that stuff and like, just knowing how that looks in a marriage. So good for you and and loving your husband in that way. And good for him for, you know, just being willing to do that and, you know, change his life. Cause I mean, yeah, good for y'all. Well, and it was frustrating um, in the Facebook group because 
um, I would be posting questions and all these guys would be like, well, where's your husband? Why are you asking the questions? And so then I felt like I had to defend myself a lot. Um, and I was just like, well, I'm the researcher of the family. Like my husband's working long hours. You know, I have the time I'm home with the kids. I have the time I can be on here researching. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of annoying to have men, um, you know, kind of down talking me in the Facebook group, but it seems like anymore, maybe it's because they see me popping up on there more. And so they're used to seeing more women on there, but they, I don't have that happen as often now. Every time that happens, I go on a blocking frenzy and I get rid of all those jerks. Yeah, we don't all feel that way. And, you know, I, I think the simple answer to where's your husband before testosterone? Well, he's he's in bed. He's laying. He's sleeping. He doesn't have the, the motivation to be here on the computer trying to figure out what's going on with him, you know? So, yeah, uh-huh. I, I don't I don't tolerate that that behavior in the group, it drives me crazy because we appreciate y'all so much. You know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't have a wife that did that and I stumbled on it myself, but I, it would have been amazing if somebody could have helped, you know, held my hand through that process. Yeah. Well, and I only work two days a week. I'm home with the kids the other days, but at work I clean houses for a living. And so I just listened to like your guys's podcast and all the different things on YouTube. And so all day at work for eight hours, I'm just listening to research and taking notes and saving videos. And then at night I'm like, okay, you know, this is the type, like, this is how we should be eating. This is how we should be exercising. This is the stuff that we need to do. And then he's just like, okay, if you think that's what we should do, we'll try it. That's awesome. I, my personal thought is anybody that's in the group that's, that's throwing shade at women, it's because they actually feel like, even though they're on testosterone, they actually feel like they feel inferior about themselves or they feel like, uh, they feel like, Oh, like people are going to judge me. Like if it's just a bunch of dudes, it's like a locker room and I don't have to worry about that. But if there's women in here, then somehow that makes me feel uncomfortable. And it's like, no, these women are just doing the the saint work of their husbands, right? Like, like we, I, I think it was the last podcast that we recorded. Like I, one of the three of us brought it up and it was just like the work that you women, and I know it's not just you three, there are other women. Um, but the work that you're doing for your husbands is just so admirable. It really is. So like, like, and, and it doesn't go unnoticed. Like obviously your husbands are like reaping the benefits of that, but there are other people that see that. So we just, we want to thank you for that. Oh yeah. Thank at you. work, my, my, Oh, thank Thank you. And I wanted to add it now. My husband at work, everyone notices he's losing weight. He feels good. So everyone's asking him, what are you doing? And so um, he's told people he's on testosterone, but he also just goes to the healthy eating. You need to track your food and, you know, do the right exercise and stuff. So he, uh, what he said one day at the office, everyone was sitting around the, the big table and he was pulling up YouTube videos and showing them what to do and showing them my fitness pal. And he's just like getting a whole group of people at work trying to do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I see Miss Martinez down there. You've been around a long time, haven't you? We've been chatting <laughs> yeah. back and forth for a few years. It feels like. Yeah, I think, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, great. Uh, I think since 2016 yeah. wow. is when you I were, joined, I think your group. I think you were the first the first woman with a husband that I can remember that seemed to be leading that charge, you know, to try to get, to get your man. Well, um, tell us yeah. a little bit about, about him and, and how things were before and how and why you pulled him through TRT and how he is now. Um, so probably in about 2013, he just kind of, things kind of came to a head and he kind of came to me and he's just like, I just don't feel good. 
And we started kind of going through all of his symptoms and, you know, we pulled up, I think, a a low T test online (laughs) that kind of broke down all the symptoms. And so um, pretty much checked off every, every single, you know, box there for low T. And um, he's a little bit, you know, I guess maybe different in a way that he's a two-time testicular cancer survivor. So doctors Mm. often unfortunately tell men that when you lose a testicle, the remaining one will pick up the slack and um, make extra testosterone to make up for the one that was lost. And for a while that was the case, but I think um, along with losing one and then aging, because, you know, the levels drop as you age. Um, And then he had many, many surgeries for, gosh, I don't know how many years. I mean, there were some years where he had three or four surgeries in in a year. So he was constantly on pain meds, which I think further kind of obliterated (laughs) what testosterone his body was making. And um, so he just got to a point where he just was just like, I don't feel good. He had just brain fog, couldn't think straight or focused, low energy, um, low libido, just kind of all of it. And it took me, once I joined your group, Brandon, in 2016, we were already on that journey for three years. We burned through probably at least five or six doctors. So, and each time it seemed like when we went to a new doctor, they wanted him to start all over again and Mm -hmm. come off of testosterone and test his levels and then start him back up again. And nobody would really listen to us. And then we, of course, we ran into those doctors that, oh, his, his testosterone is um, 250 or 275. He's normal. He doesn't mm-hmm. need anything. So um, the minute I started hearing that, we'd move on to the next doctor. <laughs> so it was just a really long journey. And then when I joined your group, I started learning more. And I know you and I exchanged some comments and I had just a ton of questions and was just trying to absorb and learn everything that I could. And, um, it's just been, it's been a long, long journey. I mean, a really long journey. Did and, y'all end up finding a doctor local? Cause you're in California, right? Yeah, I'm in California. Did you find a doctor in California? Cause I know that was, I, I felt terrible. You know, I don't remember when this was, it seems like it was probably, it was at least 12 to 18 months ago, but you know, I, I didn't have an affordable option in California at that time. So did y'all find someone local or who's he treating with? So currently he is with a a urologist that's about an hour away from us, but um, he only sees him once a year. So what we were able to arrange is for his local doctor to prescribe the testosterone just based on what the urologist um, will do. And then of course we just kind of tweak things here at home ourselves. (laughs) So you know, and then recently, probably a couple of months ago, we did end up um, signing up with Defy just to get Nandrolone. So he's he's been taking Nandrolone for a couple of months now too. We added that to his. his and that office that office is an hour away, but that's only like fifteen minutes. But it's an hour because it's California, right? <laughs> no, it actually the is traffic about an hour. is just that bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, we actually have traveled a lot further than that for medical care. So that that was like that's nothing for us. But yeah. um, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> At least not this part. We're in the Central Valley. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So how is he now? Is he doing well? Yeah, he's actually doing pretty good. Finally, I mean, even since 2016 to now, there was a lot of tweaking. And just when we thought he'd start to feel better, something would change, you know, whether his 
E2 got too high or, you know, we tried um, an AI for a little bit and crashed his E. And so it just kind of like, it was just a lot of um, trial and error. And um, now he doesn't take any, he does not take an AI. Um, we tried to really avoid that. I think adding the Nandrolone actually helped because it just, it, it, raised everything right like the the free even though it doesn't really show up on the blood work but so now even though his his e2 is i want to say the last check it was like 77 or so but because is higher as well yeah everything else is higher so he feels fine he feels good actually he's brain fog energy wise he's um you know he He's been able to get a little bit more active and Kelsey, I think I, I want to say, I don't know if it was your, is so just listening to your story. Was it your husband that you posted pictures of like before and after? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I put didn't really, one where okay. he was like pushing the baby stroller and um, yes. then, yeah, then I think maybe in the bathroom was the second picture, but yeah, he's lost 56 pounds in six months. I, so far. That was so amazing. And I showed my husband the pictures and it actually got him um, really more motivated. And so, yeah. So, I mean, we're both doing the, um, the, my fitness pal, we're both weighing all of our food together Uh where, uh, went out and got Fitbit (laughs) and we've been been tracking everything. And, um, he's, it's really hard for him to get too active because he's had, um, a total knee replacement and about 10 surgeries on that knee. And so, um, but he's been walking three to four miles a day. I mean, he's just hitting the track, just doing some walking and, um, trying to get started and he's been doing really, really good. So, I mean, your, those photos were very, very motivating. Oh, good. <laughs> so I'm that, glad that, that was really awesome. Yeah. Evan's yeah, changing lives and he doesn't even know it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's feeling a lot better. He's doing, he's doing good. I think finally we have him dialed in. It's been a long journey though. I mean, seven years he's been at this. The first three, we were just changing doctors like crazy and just hearing all the time, oh, he's in normal range or, you know, there's nothing wrong or, you know, oh, antidepressants, you know, Mm -hmm. let's try an antidepressant. And we're like, no. And we move on to another doctor. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very good. In your, in your experience, have you seen just like a wealth of knowledge grow over those seven years from 2013, starting the journey to now seeing podcasts, YouTube channels, groups, things like that? Like, do you just feel like if somebody's starting the journey today, they're in a much better position than y'all were seven years ago? Yes, <laughs> for sure. I feel like there's a lot more information out there, a lot more good information, I guess I should say. Yeah. Because we started about like, the same time, me and your husband. Yeah. And, you know, back then there was one Facebook group, but it was secret. So you couldn't find it. It was invite only. And then there was Noah, uh, big no-no on YouTube. And that was mm-hmm. really all I could find that had any sort of valuable information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was tough. Now it's definitely the, the, the information is out there. And I feel like it's better information too, more accurate yeah. information. I feel like still YouTube have... and Facebook is more accurate than most of the doctors from <laughs> yeah. everything people say, you yeah. know, and just the yeah. experience we had, like, and then I feel like it um, makes the doctor angry whenever we would show up and act like we already know more than they do, but we did know more than they did. 
Yeah, yeah, and they don't like that. Doctors don't like yeah. that know more than they do. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, they don't like, want to be. They don't want to be told how to do their job. I like sure. humble <laughs> doctors. If a doctor is not humble, then then they're not yes. likely going to be able to. Because I want to work with them. That's why yes. I like Rachel Lyle so much because she's like, "Hey, you want to try the cream? I don't have much experience with it. Let's let's go for it." And then we experiment together, and that's yeah. really the only way to do it. Humble doctors are hard to find. <laughs> yeah, they are. What about you, Mrs. Schmidt? What can you tell us about you and your husband's journey? Sure. So our journey actually started back in 2001. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so there was we, no information back then. No, we were married in 1999. I had my son in 2000. And in 2001, now, now a little, just a little background from that is my husband has never had a chest hair. He's never had to shave, right? Um, You know, I met him. We were probably 17, 18 years old, and he never needed a razor if he had to, like, shave once. It was every five days or so. He had one chest hair. I'd pluck it every so often. So uh, he had no back hair. um, and, And I would guess that at 18 years old, even with low T, you still have some libido. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we had our son in the year 2000 and in 2001, uh, he started to, my husband was lean, but was getting man boobs. So he went to a doctor's visit with my son and at the same time asked the doctor about those. And, uh, the doctor said, well, your wife is breastfeeding. So you're probably just having some of those experiencing some of those pains. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, that that's that was the answer right then. There was no check. There was no, you know. I'm like, well, I don't think it's that normal, but okay. Uh, and then as as life moved on, we got to 25, 26 years old. He would get more lethargic. His libido at that point was tanked um, to the point, you know, where you think there's something wrong. Like, what's wrong with me? Okay, he's either cheating or and he's gay. Where he he was neither, right? So it's like, well, okay, what are we missing here? Um, and then he was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. So that was an out for every doctor for the next 10 years, which was, well, I'm sorry, you have ulcerative colitis. So, and, and I would say, can you test his testosterone? Look at him. I, and, and literally, I would say, look at him. He has no chest hair. He has, maybe he's got Kleinfelters. Can you t- test him for something? And they would say, you know, essentially, no, you're too young and you have UC. So all your joint pain and your lethargy and, um, your mood swings, your anxiety, your sinus pressure, they all have to do with UC. Now, mind you, I didn't know that Crohn's and ulcerative colitis could cause sinus pressure, but absolutely, this is what can occur in the minds of these doctors. Um, probably about, well, it's probably a little over three years now, I had had enough, and it was sort of that make or break point where I say, we're going to try like this one last thing, and then something's got to give. So I made an appointment at a functional medicine practice. First of all, I, I sent him back to the doctor and I said, I need these tests to be run. And they refused to run them, testosterone being the top one. They would absolutely simply just not even run it. So I said, I made an appointment with a functional medicine practitioner. He's two hours away. Um, naturally, he's going to test for your UC. He, th- that's what they do, right? They're, they're more gut health people. That's fine. But as long as you are going to help with that, I want you to test for this because that's the only way I can think of at this point, which was to pay cash out of pocket for a a practitioner. 
So I did that. And on, for the two hour ride up there, my husband would say things like, now this guy isn't going to have 1970s beads in his doors. Is he going to shake some chicken bones at me or anything like that? You know, and, and he went along with it. But I have to tell you, because it's a slow death, and that's really what it is, it's slowly dying for 18 years. He had no idea how sick and apathetic he was by the time we got to that point. So the te- I was very lucky that particular functional medicine practitioner tests through a local hospital. So I had lab results that could stand up to any other practitioner that wanted to look at them, which was nice. So that, that came back, it was probably 120, 121. It was super low. I went back to the patient portal and that's what I paid for. Like, thank you. Have a nice day. I'd, I'd like to talk to you further, but I need to go back now. Right. Um, I, I put the results on the patient portal of our primary care physician. And I said, I'm done with you not listening. I, I posed as Toby, essentially, <laughs> said, I'm done with you not listening. I had to pay out of pocket for these results. And, and I, want, I want something to be done now. Um, I, I called Toby that morning. I said, expect to call in the next half hour because whatever you wrote wasn't very nice. And so he laughed. And sure enough, it was about half an hour later, the, the nurse called from the doctor's office and said, yes, he would, you know, we'd like another testosterone test so that we can have two in a row. That's fine. You can have as many as you want. Right. So he went in, he took another test again. We're, we're talking at the 120, 130 range. Uh, at that point, he said, would you go in for the next set of labs? And then, you know, he was, I, I didn't see too much wrong with the order at that point in which he was going with, which is now we have to test for a bunch of other things. I've now confirmed you're low. One of them was prolactin. At that point, my husband's prolactin level was 4,900. And wow. he had um, his MRI came back with a five centimeter prolactinoma. So that accounts for the sinus pressure <laughs> and for, you know, about 18 years worth of growth uh, that nobody really bothered to pay attention to. Um, so from there, you know, cabergoline, and I had to practically fight the doctor who put him on androgel and I just went, <laughs> but you know, you play the game for three months, you prove that it doesn't work and then you go from there. So we moved to injections. He's been on injections ever since. Um, his prolactin after three years is down to, a, I, I think his last test was 15. So we're sitting pretty good. Now we have to decide if you lower the dosage of cabergoline, will the prolactin shoot back up or is it is it steady now? You don't want to tank the prolactin. So we have to watch for that. Um, and of course, just continuously being on top of the testosterone, which the dosage they've already lowered. Um, so I'm in a if, you know, and I hate to say it, but you're in a fight for your life. You're in a fight for your marriage and, and for them not to change it. You know, like things are good now. Don't change it on us. We've <laughs> suffered enough. So, yeah. yeah. What's his protocol right now for testosterone? His protocol is 75 milligrams weekly, which sounds low, but it puts him right around between seven and 850. <laughs> um, so it, it's sitting pretty well with him. His hematocrit is nice and even. He doesn't have acne. He doesn't have acne. Um, So for him, it's working. And he wants to move it down to 50. And that that's over my dead body. So if I have to, you know, I I paid cash once to do what I needed to do. And I'll pay cash again to do what I need to do. 
So we have a lot of guys that, that come in and they eventually ask if it's going to fill out their beard and or chest hair. So can you confirm, <laughs> does, does, I can does confirm Toby have that. the one? So he's got chest hair now. So, so he, well, he, he still has one chest hair. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe a couple, maybe a couple more. It's like, Char- it's like yeah. Charlie Brown's hair. It's just really thick and black and just kind of does. You know, <laughs> Eric, he, he's not blessed with your beard. I have to say, however, he does have one and I'm so excited about it that I won't let him shave it. Cause you know, I'm like I, every month is um, October or what it, what is it? Man no, month, November. No November. Yeah. <laughs> is it yeah. November? Yeah. Um, November, so yeah. for me, every month is November for the last year. You're not shaving it. I'm excited that he has it. He, he is starting to look like the fly a little bit though on his back. So I'm a little, <laughs> I, but I, I can't complain about that at all. And I, and I think that's, that's a great thing, right? We know it's working. So, yeah. So the three of you ladies, if, do you have any advice, any tips, anything for women that have, cause y'all have struggled too, no doubt. This isn't just your husband's, you know, this is like, like Tanya said, this is a, a marital struggle. Any tips, any advice for married women out there that are fighting the same battle that y'all were fighting 18 years ago or six months ago? Ah, uh, that's tough. Yeah. I, A, yeah. I think you have to be tough to live through it. Yeah. Right. Because I don't think that certainly in Toby's case, I don't think he knew how miserable and sick he was. Mm -hmm. And so if you're strong and you see it and and you're willing to stand behind it and help, you know, but advocate, 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 advocate. um, Don't ever stop. Yeah. I think, um, what I see in the groups and I think I noticed with my husband too, when we've talked about it is it almost seems like some men are maybe even don't want to get tested or maybe in denial, or maybe there's some kind of shame that comes along with maybe having low T. Mm -hmm. And um, so I know that it, I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I've kind of, I, for me, myself as a woman, maybe it's different for men because I've kind of embraced the fact that I need hormones, but you know, it just seems like I see in the groups that women and some of the female groups I belong to it, they're finding it very difficult to push their husbands to get tested, Mm -hmm. but they see there's a problem. They see, look, he's low energy, depressed, no, no, no sex drive whatsoever, you know? Um, and they're asking other women for advice on how to get their husbands to, to push them to, you know, get tested just to even get the lab work done. Right. And they're very, they seem resistant to it. So that's something I, I can gonna, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I think you just have to be gentle about right. it. Um, Cause like women will notice what's going on, but then you can't be, I don't know, just blaming them or something like that because right. um, like, Kevin, he knew he had exhaustion and, um, you know, joint pain and all these different things. But when we went to the endocrinologist, she's like, do you have low libido or erection problems? She's like, oh, no, no, that's fine. I'm like, well, kind of, you know, <laughs> issues, but nothing like full blown. And so it's it, then it took me, you know, watching some YouTube videos and showing him things and trying to gently be like, you know, this is what um men that are super healthy, you know, how their bodies are versus men that aren't as healthy. And it was just a really, um, gentle process, you know, instead of just like placing blame or saying you have something wrong, 
Right. So I think that yeah. would be kind of part of yeah. the key too. Yeah. I, must, yeah. I must wonder if it's, you know, our education system, you know, we grow up and we hear like, you know, we learn that men and women both have hormones in our bodies, but then it's almost like the conversation continues with women, just understanding that like your menstrual cycles and things like that are so controlled by hormones. And then it just kind of stops. And we just kind of take for granted that hormones run our bodies as well. And then it's like, oh, there might be a deficiency. Well, I guess I'm not as much of a man as my, you know, my other counterparts. Right. And so like, I, I agree with y'all. I think there's a lot of shame that can go with that. Um, and, and honestly, like, you know, becoming friends with Brandon and Ian, like coming into this group and then having the support, especially with these two guys. And then just as the community at large has been so helpful. Um, and so it's, it's definitely been a place for that, but, but yeah, I could totally understand that. And I I didn't have the hesitancy to get tested. I was excited, uh, for a potential solution, but I did run the community anonymously for like the first three years it existed because Ian was, Ian was the only male on the planet that knew and he didn't know for six or 12 months and only because I saw some symptoms in him in him that I had experienced myself but I didn't tell I didn't tell anyone my wife knew and Ian knew and that's it and it was it was anonymous nobody knew I mean the, the the members of the group knew that I was the admin but as far as the page is concerned I wasn't anywhere to be found wow Brandon yeah, didn't well, care me. Brandon didn't care about me like that. I had to ask him a bunch of questions. <laughs> and then one day he's like, Hey, here's a link to get checked. If you want, <laughs> we could have stabbed yeah. your finger in my, my bedroom. <laughs> so I bad. think Kelsey brought up something uh, when the doctor said, you know, are you having issues in that area for our particular doctor? He asked a very particular question and that was, um, well, I'm sorry, but do you have a failure to perform? Well, way to word it. Technically, wow. no. <laughs> yeah. But you know, looking hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Now, the right the right answer should have been, "What difference does it make if he only wants to perform once every eight weeks?" Right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a different part of this problem going on here. Um, but yeah, that was the question he asked. So, if you're even slightly working, what's your answer to that? And then they, you know, they talk their way out of testing, or mm-hmm. worse, they hand you the depression chart, right? which is like the little smiley faces, which mm-hmm. smiley face are you all the way down to that, that sad face. Yeah. Everybody's like, got a case of the Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> Lower your testosterone levels even further. And then they want to prescribe antidepressants to yeah. fix the problem. Gosh. Yeah. Which have the ED sort of qualities as side effects. Right. As it is. You know, when you say that uh, it's, it's hard to like let down when the doctor says things like that. It's hard to be let down, let down your, your guard a little bit, be a little bit vulnerable with a medical professional like that. That's rough. I'm sorry that he had to do that. Like as guys, we have a lot of pride and we don't want to talk about sensitive things like that. That's super difficult to admit in front of, you know, our wife and this, this person that we don't know that well, but. Well, let's just not call it a failure, you know? We can, we can come up right. with a better word. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be helpful if doctors, instead of just saying, do you have like a failure to perform or do you have erectile dysfunction? Then you just think you can't get it up at all. They should instead say, you know, do you have morning erections? You know, how many days a week? Like, you know, ask specific questions like that. So then yeah. you can get a clear answer of what is um, like 
normal and fully healthy compared to not um, because our doctor was a female. And so that probably was like the first problem we had. Like maybe she was, I don't know why she would be in the profession if she was uncomfortable talking about this with men, but she should have, you know, had more specifics to say, I think, instead of just, you have erectile dysfunction. And then my husband's like, Oh, nope, everything's fine. And she's like, okay, good. Today's doctor's appointment, because we had one today with a new physician, new primary care physician, our old one retired female. She straight faced told my husband that she just simply doesn't see very many male clients. (laughs) (laughs) We'll All right. Well, so obviously we're All going right. to be finding somebody else. Moving but, on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, moving right along. You Give know. me a minute. Let me open the uh, Wellmark app and find a different doctor. <laughs> it's like, holy, I don't, you know, I don't even think I'd admit that if yeah. I was, yeah. you, you know, maybe you leave and you're like, oh, phew, I finally had a male patient. But I, I don't know is that I tell him that. We found out the endocrinologist that wasn't very good that we had tried. Um, Most of her patients we found out were transgender. And so then we got to thinking, well, maybe she uh, treats them like different protocols because of, you know, everything that they're going through. So I don't know. And then I'm like, well, that makes sense. Um, You know, she sees more transgender patients than, you know, just someone Mm -hmm. like my husband. And, you know, the the protocols could be different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then I'm like, I guess I didn't research that one that well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wow. think that the three of you are amazing and we're Thank you. incredibly Thank you. Uh, supportive and happy to have you as part of the community. And Kelsey, if anyone talks smack, just let me know. We're getting them out of there. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to hear. Yeah. I, it drives me crazy. We have a lot more female um, members now though. We a lot do. more I've noticed. Yeah. 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 Even yeah. some that are, um, using testosterone themselves. I see, I see questions from females about even testosterone for themselves. It's about 5% female right now, but you know, when you joined four years ago or so, it was 1% maybe if that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I had the same thing Kelsey did where, why are you, why isn't your husband on here instead of you? You know, I I usually, I usually am pretty <laughs> silent when I go on these blocking rampages. Um, I went on one today, actually. Somebody asked where they could get HCG, and we got a lot of people throwing up China-based pharmacies. That, India uh, pharmacies. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just kind of block, 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 gone, gone. we got to keep that stuff out of there. You know, that's the kind of thing that's going to get the community shut down. Um, yeah, we can't, we can't talk about it. Yeah, I'm glad. To, I'm happy to see more women in the group. Um, I felt like a loner for a while. (laughs) (laughs) And and I like how women are reaching out to us as well. Like, can we talk to you about your husbands? Can I friend you? Can I, can I do that sort of thing? So we're always super supportive. Please do reach out to us. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We appreciate y'all. Anything else? Thank you. That you'd like to parting words. I guess we already kind of did that. You know what? Enjoy the testosterone. Enjoy the new libido. Enjoy the new life that you have, right? I have a couple of tips. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) For guys just starting out, um, which it usually gets said right away in the groups, but um, if you're you're being prescribed a protocol that's anything, you know, less than once a week, just either find a new doctor or make sure you just tweak your doses at home on your own. Um, yeah. Do not use 
you know, these gigantic harpoon needles. You don't need them. <laughs> Learned that the hard yeah. way after many years. My <laughs> husband unfortunately has scar tissue on his, on his booty, yeah. um, you know, from using those big giant needles for so you long know, that the doctors prescribe. How many people, how many men argue with me that a 29 gauge uh, insulin syringe is not going to, I've been using it for six years. What are you talking about? Get out of my face. It works. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. And it works really well. I mean, mm-hmm. I use them for myself. I use them for my husband, uh, drawing up his nandrolone and his, his testosterone cypionate and no issues whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, none. Am I the only person that heats his testosterone before no, you inject? A lot of guys that- do. I don't, but a lot of guys do. I, I yeah. actually draw it into the syringe and then I, I, I turn the water on hot and then I just let it run while I'm injecting my HCG. And then by the time I'm done, it's like nice and viscous and it just moves really well. And it, I have no issues injecting it. I'm worried about doing that because can, can you do that? And then because we get prescribed the small uh, SDV files, the uh, single dose files, but I use them multiple times because mm-hmm. my husband used, uh, does three times a week injections. Yeah. So I worry that if you heat it the first time, does it do anything to it? Can you still use it? That, that would be my time? concern. Um, I, okay. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm actually doing it in the, once it's in the syringe, I'm actually sticking the syringe oh, okay. and letting the faucet run on the syringe. So, so guys, easier to push. say that again. So that it's easier to push through the, once mm-hmm. you inject. I see. Yeah. Okay. Guys do yeah. heat their vials. They do heat the vials, but that is something I would worry about. I don't, I don't yeah. want to change the temperature of that vial and then cool it and then change, you know, heat it. Right. And cool it yeah. And get some that's, that's supposed to be stored at room temperature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I never thought about the, uh, doing it once it's in the syringe though. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. It seems to work really well. I could have used okay. that the other day because I did my first, uh, delt injection in probably three years. I went back to IM and, reaching across my body and trying to hit that delt with that 29 gauge was a little difficult. I got shaky trying to push with my pointer finger. So maybe I'll try to beat it next time. <laughs> need to stretch beforehand. <laughs> well, I usually push with my thumb. I've got a lot of strength here cause I've been doing it for so oh, long, but, oh. but this movement here was, was difficult. You know, what's a good location. Well, my husband won't let me give him his there, but um, he does, I'm doing delts for him, but ventroglute for me. I don't yeah. know how many guys do ventral glutes. I'm not flexible enough. It, it's just yeah. right there. It's not. It's uh, just, it you have to use a. Zero. Do you have to use a longer needle for that? I'm using a 29 gauge half inch. Really? And wow. it and yeah. I have it. I don't even feel it. When I was doing the delt, I felt it more, and um, don't even feel it. I mean, it is rare that I feel anything. It is just I, like I give Toby his done. injections. Yeah. <laughs> I like the view, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all are fun. <laughs> well, if we didn't laugh, we'd cry. So you might as well make some fun out of it, right? Sure. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up. Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT community.
This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.